0: British Strongman Coaching, Josh here. Today I've got Tim Daglish, aka part, half of the world's strongest twins. So, first of all, we're going to talk about what pathway we would suggest to an aspiring weight class athlete. It's a question that I've, that I've got from somebody. So, I w- want you to, to tell us about the the pathways that are available for people competing in the weight classes. So, for like a few years ago, you, for, you first did you, like, say, we started off like in the novices and did a couple of comps and then you decided that you wanted to go with the weight classes. So let's talk about what you've experienced in, like, what's the pathway to worlds? What's the untested versus tested?
1: Yes, there's loads of different, obviously when you, it's, it's a, I'd say if you're starting out in strongman and you start and look at competitions online, you're going to German for or whatever it is, there's literally hundreds of competitions there, isn't there? It probably can be a bit of a, blow your mind straight away I'd say you think oh what's the difference between this this one says this is Liverpool's strongest man you know everything's kind of seems very blown up doesn't it it's, it's, there's a lot to take in straight away so I guess it's trying to work out what you want to do and um, what pathway is right for you and um, there's so much value in all of the random comps that go on all of the time all year round Um, absolutely loads of value in them and we've done loads of random comps haven't we over the last three or four years and I guess the kind of thing that always clicked for me was I always kind of looked at those comps as um, yeah like this random one here which we did in Rotherham that day is like, as, as kind of like pre-season friendlies coming from kind of a football mindset they were always you know go and have a practice on random bits of equipment with minimal warm-up Um do some events you've never done before, and then you can kind of go away from them and do a bit of, like, as we always say, our needs analysis on what we can do to improve. But, yeah, I guess we've always looked at these random comps that are going on as pre-season friendlies um, and then tried to find what pathway works for us. Obviously, as under-80-kilo athletes, we've competed in the under-80-kilo weight class. We've also competed in the under-90 weight class um, as well in previous years. So in terms of the different pathways you've got, you've obviously got the drug tested and then the non drug tested, different pathways. Um to us, no favouritism to either, really. Both brilliant pathways. Um both pathways kind of come from regional qualifiers. Um I'll go into them a little bit more detail in a moment, and then kind of lead to national competitions and international competitions. So they've all got um different routes which you can progress, I'm trying to say, I guess. So in terms of the untested. So um, yeah,
0: here's a good example of um the, the the kind of man,
1: 105.
0: pre pre street pre-season um, yeah. friendly kind of thing, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, that was a brilliant comp. You know, there's probably about twenty people there. So some of these comps have a lot more people sometimes than some of these actual weight class comps. So it's really good to go and um, so let, let's talk about the, the
0: tested pathway. So this was this was one last year, wasn't it, where you where you you and Joe finished first and second in the BNSF under eighties. So let let's talk about the progression uh Pathway in the in the tested.
1: So in the tested now there are two different federations. We've got the BNSF, which we have competed in not last year, the year before we did it. And then there's also the UK NS now as well. Um both pathways, I think you've got to sign up, haven't you? You And kind of get memberships, I think, for both pathways. And then you kind of do the qualifiers. So um for the BNSF now, I think there is norths, souths. I want to say Scottish and Welsh as well, isn't there? And I think it's pretty similar for the UK NS um, in terms of national qualifiers and kind of regional qualifiers. Um, they're run quite early in the year, aren't they? I think the UK NS one this year is in January, isn't it? It's quite early on, um, which is good. It's a good start to the season. Um, so with the qualifiers, they tend to be lighter weights. Um, so pretty much everyone can access those qualifiers. Um, they tend to be quite reppy. Um and some of your more basic events, so they're open for everyone, really. Um, and then they lead on later in the year to kind of like your, your national finals, or would it be your national finals, I guess? Um,
0: that yeah, so beat, be BNSF beat,
1: BNSF that BNSF final up BNSF
0: Britain's came after that, didn't it?
1: Yeah, so BNSF Britain's last year, well, when we did it, it was down in Swansea. Um, let's see, there. Joe actually won that one, didn't he? Beat me for once. To so start, Joe beating me and everything. <laughs>
0: so that 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 was the day you set uh, the deadlift record, didn't you? There, the yeah, silver, was, doll, silver yeah. dollar deadlift over over all the classes. You got the heaviest lift. What what did you do? A thousand I can't pounds. Remember, it was like
1: four seventy or something stupid. I can't actually remember what it was. It didn't move much because <laughs> it got so heavy. <laughs> that was class though, wasn't it? Remember me, Joe Lewis. Yeah, all going heavy on that.
0: Puts put into perspective a little bit like the, the guys are prepping for um, the Rogue Invitational this weekend, aren't they? And they'll, they'll be doing like 455 for reps. Hmm. And yeah. um, it be good to see you have a go at that, actually.
1: Yeah, it'll be good. And then Connor's there. Connor went on and did it again this year. Um, he won that this year, the BNSF, didn't he? I think. Did he do it this year or did you do the UK and SF? Yes.
0: I can't remember which one. He is. definitely
1: won one of them, anyways, but that was well deserved because Connor's an animal. Don't Just gets off the floor. <laughs> I don't really like that event, to be honest.
0: And then what? What's the progression from there? And then then the progression from there, you can get to the Europe's like <clears throat> I think top. Th- if you if you like top three, then you qualify for the European Championships and the World Championships, don't you? So yeah. last year the European Championships was in Swansea again.
1: Long drive, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, and this is this is the day that we were we were gutted that Joe let us down for the filling yeah, the yeah. podium. But if you looked at this, was ridiculously close this day, wasn't it? I think I I was maybe it, I, I thought, thought I might have dipped you
1: on last event, but I didn't.
0: I think there was like it was something ridiculous, like it was something like half a point in between yeah. the top four, wasn't there?
1: Yeah, it was stupid, really.
0: Like absolutely ridiculous. So I I was surprised that I won that day, but yeah, but know, yeah that's, that's good. good. <laughs> and then um, the so the, the the gent who came third, he won E won worlds, didn't he?
1: Yeah, he did that like, yeah. I don't know if he did this year. I can't remember. Can't yeah, I'm not sure actually. this year.
0: But yeah, so that that's the that's the pathway with the 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 BNSF and the 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 tested. So what what about the the tested pathway
1: so I guess just kind of final thing on that as well obviously there's now two federations yeah because if you're sat there thinking which one should I do I would just go and have a little look at the Facebook pages look at the qualifiers you know what events do you like the look of most try and see you know watch some people's videos from last year try and find someone who's done both maybe speak to someone like Connor Cowens who's done both federations and just get their experiences and um, try and work out which one's best to sign up for, or just doing both. Um, there's another option as well. Yeah. So go on and say, what are you saying about the tested, untested?
0: So, like, and another thing, for, like, we, we, ju- we just decided that there were, that there's just a bit, there just seems a bit more prestige and a bit more, consi- like, the top end comps of the untested pathway just seem like they're, um, like everybody within Strongwell, I say like I was European champion last year, and then, and like it frustrates me that no like nobody's but nobody seems to care. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Where, yeah. Whereas like you 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 win like a like a region even like a regional title like say in the untested in the untested pathway. You know like say say when when Chris Harrison won the North under one hundred five yeah, yeah. year like. Untested, it was just, it was amazing, it was just absolutely brilliant, and it was like such a big achievement. Like, because you f- feel like you're, you're, um, I suppose, like against the best, I suppose, the, be- the best of the best. But <clears throat> you say, you say that the thing that I wanted, I do want to say about the, the tested pathways is like the standard of the top guys is really, really, really impressive. Yeah, absolutely. Right? When you look at
1: some of the names over the past few years in both in all weight yeah. categories there's some unbelievable guys now you
0: look, you look a bit like say lewis blackwood and uh matt niece uh, matt wally like th- these guys are lifting like see serious hmm. se- serious i don't think matt even qualified for Brits. like like even people missed out yeah. on, the, on the on the qualifier for the the, the standard was really good. Like, um, So J- Jake won BNSF Britain's last year, the under-90s. Jake, Jake Entwistle, he's absolutely brilliant. He also came... Did he come podium or fourth at untested Brits in the same yeah. year?
1: Well, there was uh, that year I, when it was like you, Dan, and um, like Pigman and Jake. Yeah, it you was It was brilliant. There. Like, I,
0: Yeah, I, I, came, I came first at England's strongest man untested and came second at BNSF Britain's. Uh, last year um, and who else was that yeah like you say Dan Benson he came th- did he come third at BNSF Britons and like f- maybe fourth at England's or whatever but you look at what he's doing now like I'm really excited to see him at Worlds this year yeah, the OSG, well, like an absolute animal he's pulled like th- 382 deadlift world record Is he's, he's he, yeah he's just looking absolutely incredible um, but th- like these are the guys that you're so, so I suppose what I'm saying to people thinking that it's like the standard isn't as isn't as good in the untest in the in the tested pathway like I, I would say actually that some of the the top guys are really really good yeah. I, I would just I'd just maybe say that it doesn't have like the strength in depth, yeah, in, the depth. Terms of, in terms of like the next batch of people who were who are good and is not quite as deep as the as the untested pathway but um, well, again, so, it's,
1: it's growing, isn't it? And there's a sport, yeah, game, it's good that these options are there, aren't they? I think.
0: But it, but it's um, for for someone like me, I, 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 I just, I just love competing. I, I would, ra- I, I love competition in terms of, like, I just love comp, like, I lo- I love beating people. Like, I don't want to, like, come in first or second out of when there's only four or five in the class, and you're traveling a long distance to do that. Like I'd rather be competing against twenty people, yeah. like, and if, like, say for me, the untested route has is, has is, is been, uh, I suppose, satisfied that that itch for me of like competing against more people, more consistent. Yeah. Um, but if if you're just like you're, my my goal used to be, I, I, like, I used to be quite closed off to the untested route and just think, oh no, well, I'm just, I just want to do the. Uh, i just want to do the tested stuff and like mm. but i suppose what i'm saying to people listen to this just be open-minded that your your opinions may change as you experience both and um i, I would encourage everybody <coughs> to, to 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 experience both definitely yeah. so uh, t- tell us
1: about the untested pathways to- and <clears throat> so untested pathways obviously for each weight category it does kind of differ who's organising it as such. I guess we've been very lucky over the last few years as under-80 athletes that we've had kind of Luke Davis and yourself for a little bit um kind of running those competitions because there definitely seems to be the path of weight cast which is kind of leading the way, doesn't it? I know a lot of people are quite kind of envious or jealous kind of in terms of what's going on. What, what Luke Davis has basically been able to do last few years, you know, it has got a lot of support from Official Strongman and the work that Joe Schofield's put in. Um, to kind of with the recording and the different bits of publicity Um, but yeah I know they've been some brilliant comps over the last few years so um, the kind of structure has changed a little bit because I mean the first year we were kind of coming out of COVID and it was that massive Britons wasn't it where there was eight events and there's about 40 people doing it and then there was a cut off to the top 10 after the first four events Um, last year we had um, England's strongest man and then the top i say top 10 or something qualified to Britons. Um, and then we had a Scottish qualifier as well. And then there was some invites for Irish people, weren't there? And I can't remember about Wales. They don't really think they had any anything in the end, did they? Which was a bit of a shame. Um, and then that went on to Britons up in Scotland. Um, and that was a really good competition again as well. Um the main thing I'd probably say between the two, they're probably the untested. Probably a little bit heavier, would you say? Definitely in the final. That was a heavy comp, wasn't it, last year? Yeah. Um, it was a pretty stacked line wasn't it? You, you top. Even at England's last year, you had very, very good. It was like 20-odd 20, 20 people doing it, wasn't there? It was pretty stacked all the way through. Um, there were good lineups, and it was good competitive competitions. Um, England's probably a little bit more basic events to kind of do, weren't they, in terms of sandbag carry and... Farmers and then on to the final. How many events was the final again at Brits? I can't remember. So
0: when was, was that? Six,
1: the one this year, second year. So there was eight eight
0: last year, and then eight there was, six, year, was six, six, six this year.
1: year. Um, but all heavy events, weren't they? <laughs> yeah, when you think about that eight we did the year before, brutal, wasn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, a th- thing that I'd say about the, the, the untested route, so, so. Ha- how many qualify for Worlds, Tim? Like, say, if you wanted to go, if you wanted Which to do year? the national pathway to Worlds. So th- this year.
1: This year, many- it was definitely top three, but Tommy Chivers and Dean McVeigh already had invites. That did roll down. Oh, sorry, Chris was for, doesn't he? So and Dino had an invite. So that rolled down to, I think, top five ended up qualifying. And then maybe even a little bit lower now, because I couldn't go. Chris can't go. Tommy can't go. So I know Lewis is going as well, isn't he? Um, definitely top three to guarantee yourself but then you never know other people might already have some sort of qualification Chris already had one didn't he from the online qualifier that's why it's kept rolling down Um, but yeah definitely top three at the um, Britain's strongest man to get kind of guarantee yourself the OSG qualifier place
0: yeah so these are the eight from last year you're saying about a heavy comp so yeah yeah it was uh, pretty mad wasn't it
1: Yeah, we had a lot of events, didn't we? <laughs> and like both for the last two years have finished on kind of there's been a lot of world records broken in two comps, which have been good. There was the deadlift. Yeah, so, so
0: there was there was Joey who did the deadlift world record last year. There was you who did the Atlas Stone World record last year. Flash there was did the Flash who did the Dumbbell World Record last year. This year you did the Stone World record, didn't you? One, yeah, one we did
1: Chris, Chris as well got that
0: cool so um so in terms of the in terms of the other the other weight classes um like the other qualifying routes so i'll just touch on those briefly so for for people who, who are in the heavier weight classes so th- this is for, i suppose for my coaching this is something that i like to like kind of lead from the front and get stuck in there and mm-hmm. you you know uh, like it put expose myself to as many different experiences as possible so to help with the coaching I suppose so this year uh, I did the I decided to do the un, un, under 105 pathway and I did the under 105 North qualifier I can't remember where I finished quite low down but I managed to qualify to England's and then right, mate. put it
1: you did well, well. you did well
0: well, I, I did all right at the qualifier, but I was really pleased with how I did it England. It, wow. at England. At England, one hundred and five, I managed. I think I came nine for eight for something. Um, so I qualified to UKs on the pathway on that pathway, um, and did. Was in Doncaster. It Was brilliant setup. Really well run. Just absolutely loved it. Um, so that that that's another that's another one of the routes that's uh, really good. And then I suppose last year, and where we started off with the weight classes thing was in the under ninety route, wasn't it? Doing the yeah. doing the 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 under nineties qualifier from North or South or whatever, and then to England's. I think we did that England's at Grindhouse a few years ago, didn't we?
1: Yeah, that was post COVID, wasn't it? So everyone just yeah. qualified through, and there's about twenty five people there. You know?
0: Yeah, it was really good. Really enjoyed that, and then. There was the, I suppose the last under nineties kind of pathway comp I did was the England's one that I won in in the Midlands somewhere, wasn't it? Uh, that, yeah. And again, that 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 was good. But for me, I suppose being being really honest about it, like the I saw the prestige that was coming from the other kind of the under eighties, and i suppose right now like i'd be more motivated to 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 train for the under 80 comps that are going on there's so much opportunity out there like it's just just amazing like even so much as getting like getting like we don't do it for prize money do we of of course we don't we spend we spend a lot more money than Mm -hmm. the what there is potential for us to earn but it's actually for me i think it doesn't matter whether it's if, whether you win a pound or whether you win a thousand pound to me it's like oh, if there's money in it like it just it just spurs spurs you on that little bit more and just i yeah. suppose makes it a little bit more serious i suppose and like say for, say for you at the under 80s last year you did obviously i organized it so it was uh so sorted a lot of this stuff but 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 realistically we got we got a lot of sponsors that came forward there's a lot of a, a simple model in terms of what, like I was black and white with the people who entered I said look we're just going to put 50% of all the entry fees to like as in the prize pool and it's such a simple model because that I that I feel that any promoters listening to this could like anybody can do just put 50% back into the prize pool. It makes it really easy to sell because I, I, like I was saying to like people who were kind of umming and ahhing about it. Like, look, even if you don't feel like you're good enough this year, come and get stuck in and your, your experience of your contribution is going to, is going to support these top guys. Like they want you, they want you there. They're going to be supportive of the lower guys being there because it makes it better for the guys at the top. It makes it more people to compete against, bigger spectacle and stuff like that. So, so we, we, we got quite a bit of money from that, and then and then because we we had this money to put up, whatever it was, it was probably about I don't know, probably about eight hundred quid or something in 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 like directly from us. But then, but because we had this kind of prestige thing, where, that we were like, right, well, we've got a prize pool for the first few people. Um, can, like, does anybody like? sponsors sponsors were so willing to come forward. Loads of people sponsored us and it was it was just brilliant. So we ended up like me and Luke were happy to like lose money on it, which I suppose like a lot of people can't necessarily afford to do. But we we didn't lose any money. We um like people came forward because they saw we were serious about it. People like Silverback sorted the the t-shirts out for free. So shout out to them. They were brilliant um the uh jason from spartan atlas stones he sent us the world record stone for free as sponsorship like it was it was just absolutely brilliant but i suppose like by um yeah so so just showing that that was possible was kind of it it sets the precedent doesn't it yeah like like for, for this year like the you like official strongman came and you, like sponsored it, didn't they? Like Joe covered it. Um, you got sir, you and Joe got Cerberus sponsorship off the back of it. Like it was just just brilliant. But it sets the precedent. Like for this year, like we we like we had to have prize money at Brits. Mm-hmm. Like the it, it was it was it was just absolutely brilliant. Definitely
1: set the bar, yeah. hasn't it, in terms of the standards. Yeah
0: that's it and just shows that shows that that, that's what possible so my point is is like i like as an under 90 last year i was thinking i'm really jealous i I want to get stuck into the under eight under 80 scene so so yeah that's what what i've done and like Say I've not, I've not regretted that at all. Like all the opportunities that have come with that, like say we did the we did the Arnold's last year together. That's another another kind of thing that you can do could do was the UK Arnold's last year, the log and deadlift that you That's qualified right, for that. the online qualifier, and then we also did the 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 OSG Worlds last year. We did that, and then we've qualified for the online thing there. Uh, another an, another opportunity for people who want to do internationals. There's the ultimate uh, French world, like the running uh, France, re- Paris recently, the ultimate worlds that I just think you have to be strong enough to do it. Yeah. Like anybody can enter that. So for people who want to kind of compete internationally, like you can like have a look at that and have a look, like keep a look out for what happens next year. There's the Arnold Spain, the Arnold classic Europe, the one that uh, me and Molly did recently in seville that was absolutely brilliant and again that was a comp that you can kind of see the events and if you're strong enough you can go and go and enter that and just a brilliant experience getting to compete against you know like people from there was like probably about 15 different countries there it was just brilliant meeting other people and learning from them like their experiences of how they train and blah 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 blah, blah. Um and then the other the other the other opportunity there is is Clash. So, can you tell us briefly about Clash?
1: Yeah, it was great. Um, Clash last obviously last year was mainly online qualifiers. I know this year coming, there's more. Um, I know Luke and are running a qualifier, aren't they? Down just before Christmas. Um, but last year when it was, it was all online qualifiers. Um, it's quite an interesting little concept, wasn't it? It was what they released the event, and you had like was it three or four days or something to get your your entry in. Um, yeah. So a bit different to the OSG online qualifiers, where you kind of got about two months to practice and perfect your basically your perfect set. It was kind of like you almost had like one shot, didn't you? Um and then you blew your load, and that was kind of your effort. You know, we had a couple of really good big Fridays, didn't we? Where we were all killing ourselves on that sandbag over shoulder. Yeah. And you did about forty warm up sets, and then realised you you're nothing left in you. <laughs> Get looking at you, saying you're going to do your set, and then you have to do it tomorrow. Um, you're an idiot. Uh but that was that was good. Um, Sandbang so was... over shoulder,
0: hundred kilos. What did you do? Eleven? I
1: think eleven or twelve. I think I might be 12.
0: twelve. Did you get twelve? I got eleven or something. Or do we both get eleven?
1: I, I, I look back same. at
0: it and think it's absolutely ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Um but yeah, no, it was good. I like the qualifier concept, to be fair, in terms of the fast turnaround. Sometimes with the OSG one and people having like two months to perfect it. I know it was a different skill in terms of being able to peak your top set, but it kind of was that like you had like one or two shots, didn't you really, at it? It was a, what was it? I think we had a log three rep max. We had a sandbag over shoulder and deadlift five rep max axle. So they're all tough. But sort of events, if you go for a five rep max axle and you miss it by a rep, you're not jumping straight back in again to do it, are you? So um, I like that concept. So now I went out to Colorado in the summer to compete out there. Um, It was good, It's just another very difficult, different experience. It was very different to any other international competitions we've done before in terms of it was started and finished within two hours, um, which was difficult. You just didn't really have much time to do anything other than just go and do your next event. Um, Kind of interesting concepts that they were kind of encouraging beforehand just to warm up for every event before you start the comp because you're not going to get any time during the comp. So, like, warming up overhead and deadlift and yoke at the same time, and then going out and doing your overhead straight into yoke pretty much. Um, It's quite an interesting concept, really, and I quite like the idea of it, because even sometimes in comps where you do have more time, you don't always, do you? So, yeah, I quite like that thought, really, to be honest. But, no, it's just a good experience to help gather... More experience competing internationally, and you go away and you think, "Oh, I should have done this better." And you try to make weight in an international country and you try to find a sauna, and just everything that comes with it is just a good experience. Um, it's exhausting. It's
0: yeah, you know, and, it and also a word, word word on that comp, like the, like clash, like it was the like there was ten grand for first place, wasn't yeah, there? Mad. Like it, it's it, again, it's st- stepped up again, so. Anthony Furman, like absolutely brilliant. What he's what he started off with the clash series in terms of the and there's that for all weight classes now. Yeah, well, I was going to say
1: that. Yeah, that was obviously just, the under-80s. Just, in under just 80s. another
0: route for people to do. And a little note on the online qualifiers. So for pe- for people asking about like thinking about what pathways to do, the things what a great thing what is great about the online qualifiers is like anybody can do it. Yeah. Right? And the great thing about the online qualifiers is you get to pit yourself again if you're an under-80 and uh tim's doing it like an under 18 in england are you thinking maybe you'd do england strongest man or whatever like do you do the online qualifiers and you get to compete against tim you get to compete against some of the like the the american guys who are, who are who are amazing like you get to you get you get to do that from the comfort of your own gym and be able to like in terms of like for, for goal setting and stuff it's absolutely fantastic yeah. so the great the great thing about the the official strongman one you have to pay—is it seven ninety-nine a month or something? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, uh, I feel that that's a barrier to some people. Mm. So, you, so you don't get everybody doing it, but it's but it's brilliant if you want to get if you want to get your chance at qualifying for a official strongman games worlds, which of course is the the uh, competition that that owns the title of world strongest man in in each weight class. But the thing thing that's great about Clash is you don't have to pay an entry fee whatsoever. You do not a membership. So what I found, like the the there was a lot more entries on that. Mm. So so actually you 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 do like I can't remember exactly, but there was there was a significant amount. So because I remember was us looking at the sheet and thinking about people that were we were above who were just like absolutely brilliant, and like even for us, like say our levels would compete. Like it's great to see that to have more data to compare yourself objectively rather than just be like, Oh, oh, so and so's really good or whatever. Like, like actually think, we'll see what the gaps are. And then you can work out, work on, uh, work out how to close the gaps. And you can do that from the comfort of using your own equipment or, or at your own gym. So.
1: And I guess as well, just adding on that, like fair play to clash, you know, we went out, me and flash and Rich Molnar and a few others, like from around the world but we went out he's got hotel paid for which you don't ever get really do you anything to be honest what well, else did we have um there was no entry fee which was the first time I don't think I've ever had to pay an entry fee for a comp um even just stuff like when we were out there there was you know the night after the comp everyone went out for a big meal which was covered all the food and stuff um, it was in like a theme park which was cool um it was good good live stream online, but you know, we didn't have to cover any of that. And I can't even remember any comp where you've not had to pay an entry fee or you've got anything back really. So it's not loads, but it's more than you'll ever get in most comps. And it's quite exciting to see where that goes over the next few years as they keep getting more sponsors and it grows that you know they actually were giving directly back to the athletes, which was nice.
0: Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, that was what was good about the Arnolds at Europe was like the first time i've ever won prize money like 500 euros yeah. is like just amazing absolutely amazing so if you if you're somebody listening to this and you you maybe contemplating getting a coach or whatever like from the, from the stuff that we've explained like we have explained the pathway and from from experience, it's amazing. Like actually speaking from experience, We're, we've covered virtually everything on that. Oh, and uh, strongman champions league, if that ever comes up, I did that in India in 2019 under 90s. That was amazing. So if you ever get if you if that that comes up, have a look at the events. Like if you feel you're good enough, just just um, just see see if you message them and see if you can get involved. Um, so yeah, what's great is that Tim's speaking from a lot of experience here and just touching on things that are, that we've done and and actually things that we've we've worked on. Um, so yeah, I've linked in description if you'd like to get involved with Tim's coaching. So it's and nice. Think, it's
1: weird, isn't it? Just sitting back and reflecting how much we've done between us. It's weird, isn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's it. And 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 I feel that that's that that's so powerful to kind of uh, like like you say reflect on on an actual experience like because we did we we talked about the on the podcast we did we we covered on the we covered the the, the 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 pathways like a couple of years ago yeah we did yeah and um but again it's so so different like actually reflecting on actually we've we, we've yeah. we've done that we've done it we've we've been there one won the t-shirt or whatever and uh, and like continue to do so and like i suppose Proof, proof that we're, we're fully in, immersed in what we teach as both yeah. coaches and athletes and I feel that this is such a powerful thing as a coach to be able to deliver is much beyond the say just just programming sets and reps and stuff like is actually to to know how it feel like Tim if you've got you've got like say a scenario where you've got you've got an athlete that you're coaching and they're going to Compete at a comp, and you 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 can put yourself in their shoes. You know what it feels like to have five minute warm up for a for yeah, like deadlift. Yeah. You know what it's like to go and do a yoke out in the rain, and what it feels like. Like you you know what it what it feels like to have to put you put a jacket on to go and lift up a frame carry or whatever. You know what it like to go and load a, an Atlas stone that's wet that you haven't prepared for. Like like all these experiences that are kind of you 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 can, you can put yourself in those shoes and I feel like it's so powerful having that experience as a coach. So yeah, great stuff.
1: Yeah, no, it's quite good. I've got um client Kevin going out to world actually, and like he's just pecking my head like all the time. It's great, like what's it like and stuff. No, in the way though, in terms of asking like what's it like, what's the warm-up area like? And so glad that we've had that experience to be able to help kind of help and share with people because it's a unique experience, isn't it? And it's one that you probably you wouldn't be able to prepare for if you didn't know what it's going to be like. So just to be able yeah. to help people and kind of say, yeah, this is what it's going to be like. There's a lot of people there warming up, but you'll have enough time. You'll have a lot of downtime between events. So you kind of got to regulate yourself and stuff, but just to kind of be able to share that with him to help him has been good. Yeah. That, that's what,
0: that's what I seem to get the feedback from uh, people who uh, are coached from Los Los charle mm-hmm. like the amount of experience that he's speaking from and like, and having such a kind of, such like being such a personable, yeah, person, and being able to like say deliver these in the specific context of what the client needs. I think is just absolutely brilliant because yeah. you get you get the people who are as experienced as him, but then they're not necessarily good coaches because no. they can't kind of. where uh, is it yeah I think um like it's br- brilliant all the experiences he talks from. Right, so let's move on to the next thing. So how have you? Let's talk about getting from a 250 deadlift to a 350 deadlift Tim. And uh, and you obviously you did this while whilst losing weight. So I, w- I want you to just to, to just talk about some of the strategies that you used that maybe mm-hmm. maybe may a little bit different to what what other people do and uh, and like any barriers or any apprehensions that you had you know about say when you you decided to get to that you wanted to go into the weight classes and obviously yeah. To lose a little bit of weight and get like, how did you manage to get stronger so consistently
1: during this phase? Um, so, thinking back to like when we deadlifted, is that say we, because me and Joe were both exactly at the same time, we deadlifted 250 together on the same day. Um, that was like one of our first novice comps. We were probably weighing 102, 103 at the time. And um, we first did 250. That was a raw pull. Um, and just kind of consistently from then, we, we always had, Tuesday night was our deadlift night. We always trained deadlift and we just, that Tuesday night was sets upon sets upon sets because we knew it was something we enjoyed. It's one of the, probably our favourite events, which we were not, well, we were naturally pretty good at it because when we first started deadlifting, we were, you know, deadlifting 100 kilo. It wasn't like we first went in the gym and pulled 300 for the first time. Um, and we naturally just kind of progressed it really by doing a lot of, reps and sets we followed kind of quite nice linear volume programs didn't we we, we did a lot of seven by five um just starting out at 50 percent and just hammering the reps out until they felt really good and then next week we come back and add a little bit of percentage on do 52 and percent um that always so, worked really well so for say so you
0: say you were training for like say the deadlift world record mm-hmm. and it was like the the you know say to beat 360 and you were you were kind of backing off the other competitions and stuff yep. so you could really focus on the on the deadlift. Like what what would be your kind of ideal frequency and rough split? Like what would what would you do? What, what like looking back on your the data and yeah. stuff, what you've done years ago, like what kind of um, stuff worked really well for you? Did you did you find? What was your
1: favorite kind of phase or approach? Um so for me, I would be going twice a week at least, definitely twice a week, maybe three times a week deadlifting. Um, I would have a predominantly deadlift night. Well, this is, this is probably experience of what we have done, predominantly Tuesday night where we kind of get a lot of volume in, um, where it's a pretty tough session. Um, the volume's done majority, kind of 70%, um, where we can do a lot of good quality work. And then we might have a lighter session as well in the week where we're focusing on um some sort of weakness we've got whether it's deficits or whether it's some sort of speed work or if we are going just particularly for the deadlift world record where it's actually just a really light skill session in the suit um because i think people don't really prioritize how much skill the suit takes they just throw it on and they kind of hope to get some um kind of free weight from it really but we always prioritize using a lighter skill session as well um where we might just be lifting 150 170 in the suit and it'd be like nothing Um, but we're just nailing singles in that that might come on that Thursday session as well and then we'll kind of have our one heavy session of the week so whether that'll fall on you know Friday in our big event session where there's a good buzz in the room or we might actually do that on the Tuesday as well Um, but it would usually be three times a week Um, and that might be our heavy stimulus for the week on the Friday um, where we might just keep each week just going a little bit heavier than the previous week before um, or Focusing on five rep max, three rep max, two rep max. Um, I'm just moving those numbers up um, steadily over time. But that would kind of be our... our you're probably going to get it up, Josh, I guess. But we're um, having a little look back to see if you can find any. Um, Tuesday, main volume. Thursday, some sort of accessory skill, which isn't taking loads of time. I'm literally talking 10, 15 minutes. Um, and then Friday, it's kind of a heavier session. What have we got on here?
0: Can you see it? So yeah. this is like a few weeks before you hit 350. Let's have a look at some of the stuff that we were doing. <laughs> so April 2021, Steadlift, big six rep repper, full gear, 310 for five, bit annoying, maybe overshot it slightly, 310 for one, 310 for three, 310 for two. Um, big four repper, full gear, same weight, 320 for three, 320 for two, 300 for four. Well, 310 for four. So if you look
1: on the Thursday, there we've got deficit. So obviously the
0: Tuesday was your big heavy session, and then the Thursday. Yeah, at that
1: time. Tuesday was because we had a deadlift medley on a Friday, Crikey! (laughs) So we've got deficit on the Thursday, right at the bottom. I think it's quite a lot of volume. Sixty total at once. So this.
0: Oh, and then there's there's like some deadlift moderate volume on. uh, on Also four times
1: a week at this point
0: yeah yeah no, you weren't hitting a Friday one though, were you?
1: No, it was a Friday if you oh, yeah, medley. there was
0: the deadlift medley this was <laughs> crazy, wasn't it so 290, yeah,
1: two 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 and then two fifty two felt ridiculous after all those g medley work. <laughs>